As we've been talking about, the government is planning to hand out emergency disaster relief funds starting next month as the National Assembly passed the second supplementary budget necessary to provide the support yesterday. This is now, after a long political debate, a universal plan, meaning that anyone in Korea who is eligible can receive the payments regardless of income. However, uh, there is a little loophole here. Does that apply to people who do not have Korean citizenship? Does it uh, apply to foreign nationals who reside in the country? Uh, If it doesn't, uh, is that an outrage? How how angry are people on the streets in regards to this? Uh, Giving us uh, some of the details on uh, the the foreigner resident uh, viewpoint on the distribution of these emergency relief funds. We're pleased to be joined by freelance journalist Rafael Rashid here in the studio. Rafael, hello. Good morning. It's been a while since uh, we've been able to talk in a different setting, but <laughs> yeah. good to see you again. You too. I got to say, because uh, I, I keep track of how all the uh, community sites, you know, like to discuss different issues. Sure. And uh, you've become a bit of a mini celebrity there <laughs> with uh, some of your uh, tweets in terms of, uh, especially recently, right, with, with the government's response yeah. to, to COVID-19 yeah, sure, and, sure. And, uh, and how that uh, has been sort of, uh, I guess, bringing awareness uh, to the English-speaking community uh, there. So you have been somebody who's been in Korea for a while, mm-hmm. uh, covering a host of different issues. But right now, the main thing has been COVID-19. <laughs> COVID-19. <laughs> 24-7. Yeah, you... So you, you've been looking at it in here from the, the, Curry, uh, the Korean vantage point, but it also kind of involves other social issues, right? Like sure. we've seen in the U.S., it's exacerbated polarization and how the, the plight of the haves and the have-nots are really, Absolutely. really stark. Yeah. Uh, can you then just start by um, just a philosophical uh, argument? Because I know that fiscal hawks, conservatives have been talking about this idea of uh, keeping the budgets um, very strict, even mm. in times of crisis. Mm-mm. What about this decision in terms of the government The finance ministry saying we got to keep it to the uh, the bottom seventy mm. percent uh, yeah. instead of giving it to everybody. Everyone. I mean, to be honest, I've I've had mixed feelings about it. Of course, it's welcoming news to to know that the government is here to help everyone, um, especially in times of uncertainty, in times of crisis. And of course, you know, every little. Every little bit of help will benefit everyone. And instead of just the bottom 70% income group, now they've passed it last night to everyone. Um, I mean, you know, this opens a debate about whether the handout payments to everyone is appropriate, especially when, you know, you've got very, you've got many people who earn quite a lot in this country. So should they be entitled, um, you know, Do they need those funds? Um, And also, uh, one thing I would like to point out is that this uh, debate about giving out universal uh, payouts was uh, pledged just before the April 15th elections. And the ruling party didn't shy away from uh, the reason. Mm -hmm. It was to win the election. I mean, they they said it. So, you know, I think we have to... (laughs) 
Was this just a political ploy? Maybe, but uh, at that time, the main opposition party, well, at least the chairman of the main opposition party, yeah. Hwang, Hwang Gyo-an, who was running in the Jongno district, a very uphill battle for him uh, to, to win there as an underdog. Mm-hmm. He also said that uh, I'd like it to be universal. It's a smaller amount. He'd, he'd like yeah. 500,000 won, but he wanted to, to, to give it to everyone as well. Yeah, and then, and then, uh, then the ruling party came along and said, well, double that. <laughs> right, I see your 500,000 and I'll, <laughs> I'll, uh, you know, I'll raise you I, a m i l l i o n I'm just wondering, would they have said that had there not been an election? Uh, arguable. Uh, it does feel like the ruling party has been calling for uh, a universal. And, and I think this goes along with the lines of uh, the philosophy of the government's coffers and, and what is sure. uh, prioritized to be spent or not. And maybe tying into a future look at if, if we're in a uh, stagnant situation globally, uh, do questions like UBI, universal basic in- income, come into play? And, and, and yeah, are absolutely. these sort of kind of test cases of how to address it? Let's go, that, go back to then so, sort of the crux of what uh, we are trying to discuss here. For nationals, mm-hmm. uh, that would include yourself. That would um, honestly include me as well. Nominally speaking, are not eligible for receiving the uh, disaster emergency relief fund, but apparently there are some... Some exceptions. Can you kind of yeah, explain what I those mean, exceptions are? It's, it's, I mean, first of all, you know, you've got you've got the nationwide funding, and you've also got regional funding. So, uh, you know, I can't, I, I don't know every single uh, regional funding okay. around the country. But in principle, foreigners have until now been excluded from these disaster emergency funds. Um, therefore, foreigners, uh, including overseas Koreans, are excluded, and um, you know. residents or semi-permanent residents like myself are are excluded. However, there are some exceptions, such as those that are married to Koreans or certain permanent residents uh, that will be allowed to apply for the funds. But yeah, overall, I would say most foreigners are excluded from these funds. So if you are uh, somebody who has maybe a different visa classification uh, considered to be a a permanent resident, almost like, let's say, a green card in the United States, if you're a permanent resident or if you happen to be married to a Korean national and therefore uh, would be classified in in a different way, that there would be different... It it might be given to the family, that that household, uh, as you are part of the household as a foreigner, right? Yeah, correct. So, you know, I, I I know someone who... who received it because they were married and because they had children. I mean, they, they will be entitled okay. to receive it. So uh, it's, it's a, little bit, a little bit mixed messages going on at the moment. And like I said, mm. um, there are different like Seoul funds, Gyeonggi-do funds, Ansan funds. You've got different funds around the country as well. So um, I think people will have to look carefully into the, the wordings of each and every funds available. And I know that you have been uh, gauging the response to this uh, among the foreign community. And we have to say uh, the foreign community is not some monolithic group. There are very different people, (laughs) right? There there are white-collar workers here. There are Hagwon teachers. There are uh, people who are uh, migrant laborers. So it it, it runs a gamut. But generally, what kind of response uh, have you seen? And I understand you also brought a clip of one of them. Yeah. So, I mean, I think overall response, you know, if you look on forums, online, I think there's been quite a lot of outrage, quite a lot of backlash against the fact that many people will not be able to apply. Um, I'm sure some people, um, you know, are in privileged positions who are not really concerned. But of course, there are other people who might need these funds. Uh, I asked a foreign resident here in Seoul 
uh, what he thought about um, foreigners overall not being able to access these funds. And I think we can take a listen to the clip now. Okay. My name is Jason French, and I'm a 14-year expat and permanent resident currently living in Seoul. So when I learned that most foreign nationals were not eligible to receive the disaster emergency relief funds, a couple of things came to my mind. First of all, people like myself who have been long-term residents who are permanent residents who are law-abiding, tax-paying citizens, uh, for people like myself and others in my situation, it, it definitely feels like a bit of a slight by the Korean government, especially during a time uh, of crisis and, and pandemic. So that was very disappointing to learn that this aid was not made available to most foreign nationals. I believe that is a pretty uh, cogent point here uh, by that gentleman, Raphael, because he's, he's essentially saying, I've lived here maybe even uh, longer than a lot of Korean nationals who go overseas and, and mm. live, and they might be coming back, and they might just uh, be eligible for it just by uh, the virtue of being a Korean national. Uh, this person pays taxes, been living here yeah, for absolutely. quite a while. Basically, his roots are set here, and so he, there, there, there seems to be a sense of fairness, I, I, a question of fairness. Of course, you know, I mean, in, in the case of the person we've just heard who's been here for tw- 12 years, you know, this person has been paying taxes probably longer than many other people who have just, say, graduated uh, fresh out of college yeah. um, and are on a, a variety of salaries. So, you know, and he, he's probably been uh, contributing a fair amount to the tax system and then, well, doesn't really get anything out of it. especially yeah. in this time of crisis. And so as I was talking about earlier, uh, you think of foreigners and then, I, I, you know, it, it connotates some kind of image in, in people's minds here in Korea. It might think, oh, those, those, uh, those Hagwon teachers who teach conversational English to people. Or, yeah. or they might think, oh, it's the, the factory workers who, who are working yeah. in, in some uh, rural area. Uh, let's talk about then this press conference that was held by a group of migrants. Uh, they were uh, recently sort of protesting mm. uh, the uh, governmental decision. What did they have to say? Well, Uh, actually, you know, you know, before we talk about the migrant workers yes. or even this, this protest, yes. you know, the fact of the matter is coronavirus or, or any virus for that matter, you know, affects not only Koreans, but everyone, including foreigners and, you know, their livelihoods. So, you know, it is understandable that not all foreigners uh, will be happy when they cannot get these funds. And, uh, and, Yeah, just before we talk about the, the protest that, that took place a few days ago, we can uh, listen to the same Seoul resident who had a few words to say oh, sure. ab- about this. The second issue is that although perhaps someone like myself who is not in desperate need of, the, um, of, the, of these funds, there are a lot of uh, foreign nationals that are living and working, again, law-abiding, paying their taxes, uh, who... would really uh, need this kind of funding in in this time of crisis because so many people uh, have lost their jobs and are out of work or looking for work. Um, So, again, I I really feel like perhaps it was an oversight um, on behalf of some of the local and national governments, but nevertheless, um, a lot of people were probably hurt both... uh, you know, in their wallets and also in the, you know, the fact that they feel like they're, they're treated as 
some outsider, uh, you know, not really part of the collective society. So I would really hope that the Korean governments, uh, you know, national and local could uh, in the future perhaps, uh, you know, take another look at this policy and come to a different conclusion. So as you, as you mentioned, there was a protest, actually it was in Busan, Uh, where migrant workers held a protest in front of Pusan City Hall. I think it was a Monday, and they expressed their frustration at not being able to receive uh, emergency funds. Uh, As you know, because a lot of factories are now shut or out of work, uh, meaning the the migrant workers are are being made to... Well, they're being laid off, and they're the first ones to lose their jobs in these factories. So... You know, I was I was reading articles even that some of the these workers couldn't even buy face masks because they didn't have health insurance. Um, although I think now the policies changed for the face masks, and um, also you had a lot of NGOs that came to the protest that were uh, out in support, and they were calling for the payment of universal disaster relief funds, which I mean, in theory, is universal now. It passed last night, but not quite universal because it doesn't cover every single person uh, in this country. So when, when with, uh, with migrant workers, and that's long-running um, been a bit of a, can we say, contentious issue here. There, yeah. There's a certain pocket of Korean society that uh, resents the, the presence of, of, uh, of foreigners and, and maybe this resistance to this uh, kind of long-running drive uh, to uh, talk about multiculturalism and how Korea yeah. has to be. We're not, not going to drag all of that <laughs> up here. But what, what I'm trying to say is that every country, especially it seems like these new emerging uh, Asian countries, do seem to grapple with this. And, and it kind of juxtaposes with what we're seeing in Singapore, in my view, because they have a very large foreign worker population. Yeah. Uh, there has been a long-simmering resentment among the local uh, citizenry there as well. And it, we've seen that um, perhaps the, the, the mistreatment of these workers has now resulted in this eruption of a second wave of infections in Singapore. Mm, exactly. You know, uh, the government, I mean, is looking to, they, they're saying, for instance, we should uh, make sure we test and treat uh, undocumented immigrants as well, because that's another great area. Um, you know, so there are, there are talks about helping at the same time. I mean, you're getting mixed messages at the moment, in my right. opinion. Uh, yesterday, I went to the uh, Seoul Global Center for some other um, kind of mm-hmm. business uh, to, to take care of. And I, I noticed that they are doing this drive to give away face masks yeah. to, to foreign nationals. Yeah. Uh, there has been, though, similar issues and complaints in, in regards to the availability of face masks to foreigners, right? Yeah. In early days, uh, only foreigners who are paying national health, health insurance could uh, receive the, the weekly ration of face masks at pharmacies across the country. So that means it excluded quite a lot of people, such as students or, uh, say, refugee applicants or undocumented uh, immigrants who who found themselves in a gray area. So you had places like Seoul, a global center and university campuses around, at least in Seoul, that were distributing, I think it was 100,000 face masks to people who were not able to otherwise purchase these masks at uh, pharmacies. Um, Actually, under new measures uh, that were announced a few days ago, foreign residents uh, in South Korea will now be able to buy face masks uh, only by presenting their ID Mm -hmm. at pharmacies. So they don't actually need to be under health insurance. They just need to have a 
Okay. An ID card. Right. Which would then preclude the, the non-documented, uh, undocumented uh, yeah, people from being able to uh, purchase these face masks. Uh, overall, a wider safety issue, as you're, as you're saying, uh, to be tested, to be treated, to be uh, protected is, uh, for society, uh, something that uh, would keep the, the infection rates down. You mentioned how you haven't been able to study every single <laughs> municipality and province and, and local yep. government policy in, re- in regards to uh, relief funds. But uh, there are indeed some local governments that are providing support to non-Korean nationals. Uh, for example, Ansan City of Gyeonggi-do prov- province. Uh, how does their policy shape up? Yes, so um, in, in Ansan, where I think about 12% of the entire population is foreign, uh, a lot of uh, migrant workers live there. Uh, Ansan is, is dispensing uh, cash to all its residents, including foreigners, uh, regardless of whether they are married or not to Koreans. And it will offer 100,000 won to Koreans and 70,000 won to foreign nationals. Um, In Gyeonggi province, they've decided to pay 100,000 won uh, in basic disaster relief funds to uh, marriage immigrants and permanent residents um, among the foreigners living uh, in the province. Uh, Obviously, not not everyone. Uh, In Seoul, they're going to be similar. Uh, Foreigners can only receive the funds, uh, Seoul funds, if they are married to a Korean or have Korean children. Um, And actually Seoul government said it is regrettable that there is no proper legal provision to support the welfare of foreigners, but there's nothing we can do about mm. it. So the will is there, but the, the laws on the books uh, Apparently are not. not. So maybe it might, this might be an opportunity to look into this for the, for the future. Let's compare to uh, a, a, uh, another country here that has always been a point of comparison. That's Japan. And mm, uh, we, yeah. we, we don't have to discuss their response to the pandemic compared to South Korea because obviously that's now uh, pretty well uh, documented. But uh, they are doing something different that might be considered a little bit more welcoming for uh, foreigners. Uh, they have been providing coronavirus-related support uh, to foreign residents. Yeah, everyone's uh, entitled to receive it. And I think uh, there's a drive to apply for it online right now. They, they've decided to pay 100,000 yen, which is about 1.13 million won uh, in cash to, to everyone. And this will include foreign residents who are listed on the country's basic resident register as of uh, April 27th and have carried a visa for more than three months. So, you know, if you're a long term resident, foreign resident, you will be able to apply for these funds. It sounds generous uh, on their part uh, to do so in terms of uh, trying to to get relief support. I know that they have been uh, just uh, social welfare wise uh, been pumping a lot of money. As we know that uh, their debt to GDP ratio is is quite a bit higher than 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 Korea, and they are going to be uh, going through some uh, economic pains to say the least. Especially, but I'm sure there's going to be comparison because you know how they love to compare yeah. South Korea and Japan, and I'm sure that this is going to come up as a, a comparison uh, between yeah. the, the two countries. And I wonder how it's going to play out. Well, one thing I do hope is that uh, regardless of if you're a foreign resident or, or not in Japan, that uh, you can finally get some darn testing done. Like uh, <laughs> the 99% yeah. rejection rate for tests, even if you feel you have symptoms, yeah. it's just... Uh, it, it just feels like uh, you're playing with uh, fire there. Uh, finally, then, just to get your uh, thoughts, you can editorialize a bit on this. Uh, uh, you, you, you always seem like a relatively even-keeled, uh, mild-mannered guy, but uh, I'm not sure how much outrage you're feeling at this particular you know, moment in time uh, as far as this is concerned. I, I mean, 
in a way, I've been lucky because of coronavirus. I've had so many <laughs> media requests and mm. I've, I've not mm. been out of work, so to speak. So I'm very grateful about that. But the fact of the matter is I do not qualify for any of these funds. Uh, many, many friends around me do, Korean friends, uh, who have been working for a lot less time than me. Yeah. Uh, I've been paying into the tax system for a lot a longer time, I think. And um, the fact that I am excluded, yeah, I do think it's unfair. Um, I think, you know, if, if it, someone's been here for, say, uh, minimum three months or one year or, you know, there has to be a limit, I think. But uh, the limit is far too high. I mean, they're excluding far too many people at the moment, especially people who really do need these funds can't apply. And I, yeah, I do think it's slightly unfair. Yeah. And, and again, as you talk about, uh, you, you are saying you are in a position of privilege because of your, uh, you know, your role as a person who is a media Uh, representative who's been able to now uh, kind of uh, sure. spread the awareness. And, and, and I think there's a lot of gratitude in, in that aspect of what you are doing. And so it, it is, I think, a valid point to say that uh, I'm also a, a law-abiding uh, tax-paying member of uh, Korean society and uh, that uh, hopefully uh, those efforts will be recognized. Rafael, we're going to have to leave it there. Uh, we're out of time, but uh, I do thank you for uh, joining us. Uh, this was a great discussion and uh, hopefully I uh, look forward to talking to you uh, more often here on this program. in the future. Thank you very much. Thank you.